7. We are going to be reading from Philippians 2, verses 1 to 7, and then our verse will be in Philippians 4. Imitating Christ's humility. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and in purpose. Do nothing out of self-ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. I read one verse too far. We're going to flip over to Philippians 4, verse 8, on page 1830. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The very words of God. Cog dear congregation, as you know, in December, I uh, told you that you had to read through Philippians as uh, your homework. So this is another uh, message in Philippians, and it's probably a fitting message for the new year. So uh, how is your mind? Have you made some new resolutions? So I'll tell you a little bit about my brain. I like to play board games with my family strategy games that require thinking, the use of my brains. And it doesn't really matter if I win or lose. My brain gets a workout. And when I start a Sudoku problem, I can't put it down until I have finished it. I do these games so that Alzheimer's will not set in. So how does the mind work? The brain is composed of over Two billion cells. Yes, two billion. Start counting them. One, two, two billion. Or 12 billion, sorry. 12 billion. And they're interconnected 10,000 times. It rivals any computer. How that brain works. Amazing. Only God can create each of us with such a brain. A computer is programmed to do certain jobs and to use the internet 
the program is protected with a password, and when it does not compute, it, it does not let you into that program, or it, says it freezes up. The human brain is so delicate that it is protected by a thick layer of bone, but it still needs some protection from sudden jolts. And especially, you have to be careful when eating ice cream too fast because it may freeze your brain. You need to take care of your con central control system. Your brain can also outwit the computer. Hackers do that all the time. When playing games, once you've figured out how the game is programmed, you can beat the computer. When playing chess on the computer, I sometimes can sacrifice a player of higher value and the computer thinks, oh, I'm going to take that one. And then it creates a hole for me to go right in and make checkmate. But playing another human being makes the game more challenging. When prof uh, professionals play a sport, they not only use their strength, but they use their brains and game sense to outwit their opponents. They make fake passes and moves that throw the opponent off balance. And a card player has to learn to hide their emotions to win a game as cards are dealt. And there are people that play on your mind. You do this for me, I will do this for you. They take advantage of you, making you think that you are receiving more than what you give. And there may be times when you're sitting quietly and someone comes up to you and says, a penny for your thoughts? And you usually say nothing. But then you tell your story and unload all your burdens as you have someone who will listen because they asked for it. So at this point you may ask, where is this all leading? We've already established that God created this brain so what does he require us to do with our mind? We have a command in Matthew 22. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, as we have just did the Ten Commandments. With all your mind? Does that mean that every thought you think is to be Christ-centered? What is on your mind? Some of the points that Bob Hosmer has said last on January 1st, he says, get in line with God's will and be part of God's plan and guard against self-sufficiency. That is all on your mind. In Psalm 26, David writes, Examine my heart and my mind. Would you ask God to examine your mind? What would God find? In our text it says, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So you may ask, what is the mindset of Christ? We read that he is full of compassion and he loves each one of us. And Paul in Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, 
whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This gives us a taste of how God thinks and how he wants us to think. Let's think about these six thoughts that should be on our mind. So what is true? The Bible. God's word is true. A mind that contemplates the truth focuses on Christ and then speaks the truth. The mind seeks what is true in every aspect of life, from creation to public business relationships and your daily devotions. The telling of lies is prohibited, even so-called white lies. Honorable. Those people that are in positions of leadership are to be of pers personal moral excellence. A noble man or woman leaving, living a spirit-filled life that evokes honor. Blessed is the man who walks in the paths of Christ. A modern example is the late Billy Graham who proclaimed the gospel and lived his life serving the Lord. Just or right. Justice is a characteristic of God. We are to do the right things. Feeding the hungry, clothing the homeless, giving shelter to those in need, all out of love. Mother Teresa was a just woman who worked tirelessly among the poor. You, you need to be pure. When gold is mined, it is not quite pure. So when it's refined, it weighs more. Our minds are to be refined by Jesus so that no impure thoughts come in. Our thoughts are not to be tainted with evil. We are to, be, are to fill our minds with heavenly thoughts so that there's no room for Satan. And lovely and admirable. Everything that is beautiful in creation and in human lives, from the northern lights to the amazing color of flowers and to the caring for each other, we need to be in awe of the wonder of how God uses common people to be missionaries. And lastly, excellent and praiseworthy. And God saw all he had made and proclaimed it good. We are also to give praise to honorable deeds of others. We can clap our hands in appreciation of praiseworthy action. We are to worship our Creator with our whole being, and that includes our minds. These six thoughts demand us to discipline ourselves. Just like we know the laws for driving a vehicle, because we need to know them to pass the driver's exam, so we need to know that our thoughts to be true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and praiseworthy. Psalm 101, verse 2 to 4 reads, I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look 
with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. My daughter is a psychiatric nurse, and she tells me that when a person has a negative feeling or something negative happens to the person, it takes 10 positive happenings to heal the brain. An example is if a person is being bullied at school and there's no intervention, that person is very prone to hate themselves and they need counseling pronto to reverse that negative thought. This is the time for one to be honorable and to be a positive in a very precarious situation. We are also bombarded with violence and destruction on TV. And this may cause our minds to become sub-Christian. Today, more than ever, we need to heed the command to love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your heart, and all your mind. As we all know, sin came into the world, and our minds also became corrupted. Drugs and alcohol and the devil can also wreck our brain and do a number on our mind. This is when we need, to need God to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We know that the cells in our body are constantly being replaced by new cells. Our outer skin gets replaced every time we wash the dead cells away. The brain is also made up of cells, as we've already mentioned, 12 billion of them. And yes, they are constantly being renewed. And how they are being renewed depends on your activity. Do you need to learn to drive a car or operate a piece of machinery? Do you want to become the world's best chef? Whatever your interest is, your brain will focus on generating cells that help you. So when we have the mindset of Christ, we will focus on what God's will is. Our mind is trainable and renewable, and that can be done by reading and studying the Bible, praying and having fellowship with one another, encouraging each other in the faith. We are to use the gifts of serving, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy. We do these things to constantly renew our minds. We have the cadet hymn, Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that I do. We need to live out what God requires of us. And the cadet boat code is also based on these thoughts. And it ends up with being cheerful. Yes, praiseworthy in the Lord. There may be some of you who may think that when a person's mind is so much in the clouds and thinking and reading heavenly things that it does no earthly good. Yes, that is the case sometimes. But 
if you are not sharing the news of grace with others, but keeping it to yourself, it is of no earthly good. We are to use our minds to honor God. After all, it is God who created us and the mind. Books are written by an author and signed. Their name is on there. Paintings are painted with the signature of a painter. And toys are made with made in China. Vehicles are made with their symbols on it. Appliances are adorned with the maker's brand, and you can add more to that. But God has created our being, including our mind, and he wants to put his claim on yours and mine. And finally, yes, I can say finally, all these thoughts of being true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and praiseworthy, when you have these into practice, you will have peace. Yes, the God of peace will be with you. Your mind will not be filled with lies, but be filled with honorable thoughts. We just celebrated the birth of Jesus, and we were reminded why he came as a baby born in the stable. And that picture is on a lot of Christmas cards and even imprinted on our minds. The empty cross which Jesus died is also a symbol of what Jesus went through to give each one of us salvation and a place in heaven. Knowing that Christ died for you and is preparing a place for you in heaven gives each of us peace. Is God ruler of your mind? Do you need to change your mindset? God will renew your mind as you give your life to him. And as a challenge for 2019, remain true to God's word. Be honorable in all your deeds. Do your jobs right and think no impure thoughts. Reflect on the beauty of creation and gave, give praise to, the ge to all good deeds that praise God. And all God's redeemed say, Amen. Amen. Now we'll have a song of response. <laughs>